You are listening to the Marriage Mindset Podcast with Heather Flake, episode number 20, Dare to Dream. Hey, did you know that it's not your spouse's job to make you happy? That's your job. I'm Heather Flake, a certified life coach and member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and I'm here to show you how to change your mind so you can change your marriage. You ready? Let's go. Friends, welcome to the podcast. All right, today's episode is a replay from one of my marriage makeover classes. So, today's class is called Dare to Dream. So, I'm just going to go ahead and share with you the audio from that class. And it's kind of fun because during the class, people can ask questions. And so, those questions are also in here. So, if there's any lag or kind of weirdness, just know that's why. It's because it was a live class, but I wanted to share it with all of you here. So, Without any further ado, here is Dare to Dream. Enjoy. All right, let us jump in. Today's topic is Dare to Dream. On Wednesday, we talked about how your happiness is up to you, right? Your happiness is not up to your spouse. It's not their job to make you happy or to make you feel pretty or smart or wonderful. That's your job. That is up to you. And so piggybacking off of that today, we're, I want to encourage you to sit and take some intentional time to dream and to dream about and craft and create not only in your head, but on paper, I'm a paper girl. I highly recommend getting a cute journal or a space where you feel like you can record your thoughts. And even if that's digitally, totally fine, but create a space for yourself where you can capture your thoughts, where you can get some good awareness on what you're thinking and how you are feeling. And I want to invite you to write down the kind of marriage you dream of. And it's like, sometimes I think it's different for everyone, but sometimes we did this growing up. We just imagined that it was going to be this way. We imagined our spouse is going to be this way. We imagined we ourselves were going to be a certain way as a spouse. And then you get married and uh, it's different. A lot of the times it's different from what you thought it was going to be. But I think there's so much value in allowing yourself to dream. What do you want your marriage to be like? What do you want to be like as a spouse? Okay. What do you just want, let's say it's all said and done. You get to the end of your life and you look back and you're like, yes, that is what I wanted. That is what I'm so grateful that I worked so hard to create every day. That's what I'm talking about. P.S. My neighbors are getting a new roof today. (laughs) So hopefully you can hear all the loud banging as they are getting their new roof, but so happy for them. Okay. And here's the thing. I think just dreaming in general, at some point we stop, we stop dreaming. We stop thinking about what we want to be and what we want to have, because we think this is what I think, not gospel truth, but I think at some point we are told, or we just start to believe like, Hey, this isn't realistic. Sometimes maybe somebody tells you that like, Hey, that's not realistic. Girls can't do that. Or, you know, that's not really available to you within this religion or this culture or, or this demographic, something happens where our dreams come to a screeching halt and we start to have this idea that, Hey, like, that's just not realistic. That's not realistic for someone like me. I have no business thinking that or believing that, or, you know what? Dreaming stupid dreams don't actually come true. This isn't Cinderella. So I want to invite you to just put that on the back burner. 
Okay. Let's not be realistic. Let's just think about what it is that we actually want for ourselves, for our marriage. What does it look like? Something else that goes along with dream crushers, dream killing is sometimes I think we look around us and we we're like, look, look at the state of this world. Or, or sometimes maybe you, maybe you yourself are pessimistic, or maybe you're around a lot of people that are pessimistic or just more negative in general. And it can be easy to just think that there's a ceiling to what you can have. And there's a ceiling to what you can create, but there's not, we live in an amazing world. I honestly believe that our world is so amazing that there is so much goodness available to us. There's so much on the table available waiting for us to claim it, but we got to claim it. So you can bring your dreams to life, even in your marriage, especially in your marriage, but you're going to have to be conscious about it. It's not just going to happen. And I remember thinking this, this wasn't so much about my marriage. This was about my career. There was a few years, several years ago where I was just like, Oh, like I was feeling really stumped and stuck. And I knew that I wanted to be doing something more than I was currently doing, but I just thought, well, I, I can't, you know, I'm just supposed to be a mom. And now that I have a baby, I, you know, I'm just, it's mom life. Like from here on out, I'm probably just going to have to get a minivan and fill it with kids and drive them around to stuff. Like that's probably my destiny. So that was part of it. And then there was this other part of me that was like, But also if I'm supposed to do something else, right. If I'm supposed to have another career or calling in life, I honestly thought that it would find me. I was, I basically thought that someone would just knock on my door and be like, you Heather, hi, hello, here I am. So here's this thing. I just want you to have it, have an amazing life. So I just started to realize, I share that just to, to help you see that I realized if I wanted something, it was totally available to me, but I was going to have to get out there and create it. I was going to have to take some risks. I was going to have to feel really uncomfortable, but it was available to me if I wanted it. So I want you to get out your paper or your digital document, whatever it is that you are going to use. And I want you to answer three three questions. I think the first one, what kind of marriage do you want? And I want you to be out outrageous. Just we're dreaming here. Okay. We're not being realistic. This is not a time. This is not a time to be realistic. We are dreaming. Okay. So channel your inner child that is full of dreams and answer that question. What kind of marriage do I want? How do I want it to look? How do I want it to work? What kind of a house do we live in? Where do we live? How do we talk to each other? What do we do on the weekends? What do we do during the week? Do we have a family? What do our finances look like? Go deep. And, and when I say deep, I mean, just do the details, get specific. I want a kind of marriage where we're really open with each other and we share all the things we share a bank account. We are on the same team. We're working towards the same goal. We exercise together, whatever. And let me tell you, your brain's going to do this thing. That's like, <clears throat> have you seen your marriage lately? Like, have you seen the guy? Have you seen the girl that you're married to? That's not going to be happening. They do not like that. That is not going to work. And I want to tell you that no, 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 that's not available in dreamland or dreaming. Okay. So just answer the question. And when your brain starts to tell you that that's not realistic and you can't have that, you're just like, Hey, calm down. We're not being realistic. We're dreaming. That was the assignment. I'm just being obedient and doing the assignment. Calm down. Okay. Question number two, I want you to answer. How do you want to show up? as the partner in your marriage, meaning what kind of communicator do you want to be? What kind, what kind of help me, what kind of companion are you going to be? What do you want to be like? Okay. Now (laughs) I got to tell you something you don't get to, I mean, you could, but I don't really recommend this. You're, I don't think you should sit and dream about what kind of person, what you want your spouse to do 
because you're not in charge of that. If you don't have a spouse yet that, you know, you could dream up what you want them to do, but especially if you already have a spouse, you're already married. It's not helpful for you to sit there and be like, Hmm, I wish they would take out the trash and I wish they would rub my feet more. And I wish they would not do this. And I would blah, 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 blah. No, not going to be helpful because you can't control them. You don't get to decide who they are and how they operate. Okay. So again, these 12 days of marriage makeover is all about you taking control, you taking ownership. Okay. You don't get to control that. So just dream up. What do you want your marriage to be like? What kind of marriage do you want? Let's do details. Let's get specific. And then how do you want to show up? What kind of a spouse do you want to be? You don't need to be realistic, but what do you want to be? I think I said three, but really only have two. Three was that disclaimer that you don't get to decide who your spouse is or how they act. Now, caveat, if you are married and your spouse is different, than you thought they were going to be. The marriage is different than you thought. I find it really helpful to have a little grief, grief, do like a grieving session, right? I have this worksheet that I always have my clients do in the beginning of our relationship together that says what you thought versus what you got, right? Your whole life, you've been thinking about marriage and your spouse and what they're going to be like, and you have all these ideas and then you get married and it's like, not okay bear. like just not the same thing. There's a big clash. And a lot of the times we, sometimes we feel guilt because we think, oh my gosh, like, I can't believe I wanted that. Sometimes we feel just really bad because we find ourselves judging our spouse because we, we want them to be different than they are. And then we feel really guilty that we actually feel that way. So you don't need to do that. It's not helpful. Trust me. I've done that a lot. Doesn't, doesn't serve you. So instead you can just feel your emotions. You can just grieve and be sad and just feel, oh like feel that loss. You know, I thought I was going to get a spouse that was like this and I did not And I'm so sad and just grieve the loss, be sad and then stand up. But you know what, what I have in this spouse who I have right in front of me is amazing and stellar. And I want to be all in for that person. And I want to love and know everything that I can possibly learn about this person. I'm all in but I think it can be really healing and helpful. I've had a lot of clients do that. And I think it's really helpful. We try to just resist that emotion and that ends up making us feel even worse. All right. Okay. So another thing that I want you to ask yourself when you're dreaming this up is what things do you want to leave behind? What things are you done with? So maybe it is, maybe you just decide like, you know what? I am just done judging my spouse. I am done feeling so angry with them for X, Y, and Z, because you start to notice that that's not hurting them. It's hurting you, right? When you choose to feel upset or guilty or mad or angry because something your spouse is or isn't doing, guess what? It's not hurting them. And it's for sure not inspiring them to change. It's hurting you and it's making you pull apart and disconnect from them. So you just get to decide in this dreaming phase, what do I want to leave behind? What kind of things do I want to stop doing? as a spouse? What kind of things do I not want to be a part of this marriage anymore? Which stuff am I happy to kick to the curb? Don't let that be your spouse. (laughs) Okay. So when you are doing this dreaming, I just want you to let yourself go there. Like just feel desire. We as human beings sometimes think that desire is bad. We think that we should just want what we have right in front of us and nothing else. And if we do want something else, then we are selfish. That's just not a good thing. And that's not true. 
allow yourself, especially in this container. I found if I put myself in a container, meaning if I say, oh, Hey, you're supposed to dream right now. Like this is, this is your assignment. That's what you're supposed to do. There's no rules. There's no inhibitions. You get to be totally outrageous and realistic. No one besides you is ever going to see this. Let's go. Then I feel way more free to do that. But the benefit of doing this is I get to know myself better. And I'm like, oh, Heather, I didn't know that was something you wanted to try. Or I didn't know that was something that, that you were interested in. That's amazing. Okay. And then I get some ideas and some momentum on how to start creating that for myself. So that's the segue that I want to go into here is I want you to just focus on one thing. So basically you're going to make a list or you're going to make plans, whatever it looks like for the marriage that you want and the spouse that you want to be within that marriage. And then I just want you to pick one thing that you are going to start creating right now. And your brain is going to say, Hey, you have no business a in getting that it's totally unrealistic. It's totally not available to you. You're not married to the right person in order to get that kind of life. You never are going to make enough money in order to get a house. That's like that in a neighborhood like that. And you just put the break on all of that. You say, Hey, no, no, no. We're dreaming right now. Of course we can. We live in an amazing world. Of course we can. You just have to talk back to your brain. And then the second thing that's going to happen is your brain's going to say, okay, great. But how, how are we going to do that? We don't even know how. And so let, let, and let me give you some examples. Maybe it is like, maybe you want to make more money or you want to live in a different neighborhood or even a different state or a different country. Maybe you want to stop being so judgmental. Maybe you want to feel more connected. Maybe you want to be a better communicator, whatever it is that you're dreaming up, just pick the one thing. And then just know that your brain is going to want to stop because it doesn't know how to be that way. It doesn't know how to get that thing. But the good news is, is you don't need to know how, do you know why? Because belief, the belief precedes the how, if you just believe, Hey, you know what? I think it might be possible for me to be a better communicator, meaning it might be possible for me to be more vulnerable and just simply tell my spouse how I'm feeling when I'm feeling that way. I think that's possible. I don't really know how I'm going to do it, but I just believe that I can. And what happens is if you believe that you start taking action, which is the how the how unravels as you go. If you don't start a, you never get anywhere, but B, you definitely never figure out how, but I honestly believe how it works is one day you get there, you arrive, you become a better communicator or you get that different job. And then you look back and you're like, Oh, Hey, that was how you can't know how to do something until you've done it. Right. It's just like this morning. So I'm training for a half marathon in February. And so today for my training, I needed to run four miles. So I ran my four miles. It was just like very enjoyable, had a great time. And sometimes when I'm running, my head will say, Heather, how in the world are you going to do 13.1 of these? You're already tired and you're only on mile three. Your hip is already hurting and you're only on mile three. How in the world, how are you even going to run 10 miles? How are you going to run eight miles? And my brain will start to think things like that. And I just don't go down that road. I say, Hey, 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 listen, right now we're chasing this pavement and we're just running four miles today. And that's all we need to do today. And I say, I don't know how, but I totally believe that on February 4th, by the time I go to bed, I will have ran 13.1 miles. I believe it with all my soul. I don't necessarily know how I'm going to be doing that. 
but I believe that it's possible. And so because I believe that I have a running schedule and I have running shoes and I wake up when my alarm tells me to wake up and go run because I believe that it's possible. And then once I've ran 13.1 miles on February 4th, I'm going to look back and be like, oh, that's how I did it. Does that make sense? So that's kind of the structure for how I want to set this up. So just dream, allow yourself to want, allow yourself to believe that something else is available to you, that you can have even more than what you have right now, that things can be better. They can be different. They can be what you want because you, you dreaming that up, but then you taking ownership. And that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about you taking 100% control of you that you are just deciding like, Hey, this is the one thing in my marriage that I really want. And I'm going to get it. I don't know how, but I believe that it's possible. I'm willing to try. I'm willing to get out there. I'm willing to make mistakes. I'm willing to look stupid. I'm willing to fail, but every time I'm just going to get up and keep going. So just pick one thing. And then I also want you to remember when you're doing this exercise, once you get in it, and maybe it won't be this way for you, but for me, for a lot of my clients, it's so fun. Like you get in there and you're just like, oh, wouldn't that be so lit if this happened? Wouldn't it be amazing to wake up and to feel that way about my husband? Wouldn't it be so amazing to just feel like he, he's just the most amazing human being in the world. And I cannot believe I landed him. Wouldn't it be so amazing to feel that way about that person when he walks in the door or when I roll over and I see him like next to me, wouldn't that be so amazing? Like that is, that is such a fun space to be in. And I want you to remember that feeling like muscle memorize what that desire feels like in your body, because that feeling can propel you to take that action. And it will because your feelings drive action. Anytime you're taking action, it's because of a feeling. Okay. So that's what I have for you today. I just want to invite you to dream, to give yourself permission to dream, to be outrageous. Don't be realistic. Okay. You have to be realistic about way too many things. So don't do it with this dream and pick the one thing that you are like, yes, this is what I'm going to go after. And remember what it felt like. Remember that feeling of wanting the next piff I do is all about how to create it. So today I'm just encouraging you to dream, to do the activity of sitting down and dreaming and allowing yourself to want and allowing yourself to think about what and who you want to be. And then the next time that I do a PIF, we're talking about how to create it. And I'm going to give you a specific tool that will help you to create. Okay. I have some questions. I'm going to pop in here and answer. Okay. Someone says, Weekends are full on, especially when both spouse and I are home. We actually have to spend time together. I don't like him anymore. I don't like me anymore. Yes. Okay. So this activity is going to be so helpful for you. And I want you to know your brain is not going to want to do this. This is what your brain, your brain's already doing. It's like, Hey, you don't even like your spouse. You don't like yourself. This is garbage. So I just want you to pick an environment that's fun. So literally pick a physical location that you like, that you feel safe in that. just a place that you like, maybe get your favorite drink. Maybe if it's not too distracting, I'm like a, I can't have anything, no music playing for me to focus, but if it works for you, like maybe have your favorite song playing or wear your favorite outfit or your favorite, do your favorite hairdo something, but take, take what's in your control to create this environment that is going to allow you to dream. Does that make sense? And just pretend for a little bit. What, what would it be like 
to not only like him, but to be head over heels in love with him. Because I think at some point you probably were, right? What would that be like? And your brain's going to be like, dude, we don't even know. It's not even possible. You're saying, no, but right now we're in dreamland. It is possible. And close your eyes and imagine what that might feel like. Allow yourself to dream. And if, if to get to the dreaming phase, you need to grieve first, grieve. Have you allowed yourself to grieve that, hey, I, I hate when we're at home alone. It's really hard spending time together. I don't even like him. I don't even like me. Have you grieved that? Let's grieve. Let's feel our emotion. Let's stop stuffing them down. Let's stop resisting. Let's feel it. Okay. Someone says, I can't seem to shake the complaints about my spouse. I grieve silently about what I thought versus what I got. Should I share this with my spouse? So I think before you share it, I would really grieve and get it out for yourself. Something you can do that's really helpful is called a thought download where you literally write your story. So get your story out about these complaints about your spouse. And when you say I grieve silently, I would take that opportunity with yourself to be really intentional. Don't be eating something. Don't be watching a show and be thinking about it, but literally put it on your calendar in your mind or physically, whatever. Like this is a time when I'm going to grieve loss. I'm going to grieve what I have versus what I thought I was going to have. And then you might find some things that you feel like, you know, this might be helpful to share. I've done an activity like this before, and then I've realized my actions and I've seen how my actions have created problems that I thought my husband was creating, but actually I was the creator for. So, and I remember going to my husband being like, Hey, like this, this might be really hard to hear, but I'm going to give you a little context. And really, I just, I just want to apologize. I've been showing up this way because I've been thinking X, Y, and Z, and I'm really sorry. And I'm going to be different. Yeah. So you want to get to a clear, clean space first, where you've grieved, where you're clear on what you're feeling and what your thoughts are that are making you feel that way. Because right now you think it's your husband that's making you feel that way. And so if you have a conversation, it might just turn into you pointing a finger and being like, this is your fault. And I don't see that going well. I wouldn't recommend that. Okay. I want to enjoy meals with my spouse, but I don't like just now he came in and asked me if I want to eat the roast potatoes from four days ago. I politely decline and say, I want the fresh green beans instead. I'm with you. He walks off and I'm left with what I got. The reality that he always wants me to eat old food. I know this sounds like a small thing, but why does it shake the foundation of my marriage? No, but you know, I love that you bring this up and I am totally with you. It is the small things. And I've seen this time and time again, especially with the clients that I work with. It is the tiny things. I have a client right now that it's, that she is like, Heather, if he leaves another wet towel on my bed, I am out. It is these small things. And it's a, it's the culmination of all these small things, but it's what we are making these things mean, right? That's the question. A, I want you to know that this is a thought. You think it's a fact. You already told me that the reality that he always wants me to eat old food. That's just a thought. You just think it's a fact, but that's not factual. We can't prove that in a court of law. That's not something everyone in the world would agree upon. That's not something that's true 100% of the time. You just have this thought. He always wants me to eat old food. How does that make you feel when you feel that way? How do you act? And because you're acting that way, what's the result that you are getting? So you want to be clear that, oh yeah, me thinking that is causing this chain reaction of events that I'm not loving. And then there's also this element of just recognizing like, oh, we're in this pattern. Okay. 
And I would just ask myself, what else might be true? Like husband, you know, partner comes in and says, Hey, do you want to eat these roasted potatoes? And you say, no, I'm going to have fresh green beans instead. And then he leaves the room. And then all of a sudden you see what you're making. It mean you're making it very dramatic. A you say, uh, he walks off and I'm left with what I got. So you're feeling sorry for yourself. We're feeling like a victim. And the reality is that he is, he always wants me to eat old food. And that in and of itself is painful for you because you are making it mean something. And that's your work to do. Find out what are you making it mean that you believe he always wants you to eat old food. So even you saying, I know this sounds like a small thing, but why does it shake the foundation of your marriage? It's shaking it because of what you're making it mean. You've attached a lot of meeting. There's this whole story around old food. Old food is just one section in your book and you have so much evidence as to why it's true. You have so much evidence as to why it's painful. So you can start to unravel that by asking, you know, doing a thought download and asking yourself, so what am I making it mean that I think he always wants me to eat old food. Does that make sense? Do you guys have any, any more questions? Thank you for bringing that in. Thank you for bringing in your examples and what's really happening because then we can really take a look at it. If you want continued help on a specific example, you can email me Heather, heatherflakecoaching.com. You can write me an entire novel. I will read it. I will send you some help. I love nothing more than doing this. So send it my way. I would love to help you out, but just take some time today to dream. Even, especially if your marriage is in a state where you don't want it to be. Dreaming will be really beautiful and really important for you. And then just pick one thing. And then over the next 10 classes, I'm going to help you to bring it to life. I'm going to show you how I'm going to give you tools so that you can do it and just believe that you can. Of course you can. It's so available to you. Thank you guys so much for joining me today. It was beautiful to be here with you. Thank you for asking your questions, bringing your experiences and your realness. So good. All right, go dream. I love y'all. We'll see you next time. Take care.